show this is episode where are we kevin i'm lost at this point oh man i think we're at 18 yeah 18 because i'm editing this one and i edit the even ones <laughs> so yeah we're on uh, episode yeah, 18 if you're still tagging along with us on our journey into the horrifying macabre thank you so much for uh joining us again we have a great show lined up for you this is uh one of my favorite movies of all time and i know kev loves it too uh we're going back to the year 2004 and this is a time sort of like post 9-11 where horror was taking a turn into the more intense into the more kind of like brutal right so <clears throat> this movie comes out and it's called saw and i uh, i know that originally it hit sundance and it was like a festival hit but it uh, was picked up by lionsgate they put you know studio marketing behind it and they put it in you know theaters across the country and people saw this movie and just freaked out and it was yep. this really unique mix of a murder mystery uh, with certain like Hitchcock elements of like a ticking ticking clock thriller. Uh, also with like sort of elements of like David Fincher's Seven, right? With like this sort sure. of killer who has like a moralistic bent. Like he, he's a serial killer, but he's not just killing people. He has like a kind of moral philosophy that he's pushing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and also it has a killer ending, a twist <laughs> that is up there with like the sixth sense it's it's you know on like the mount rushmore of like famous movie endings at this point absolutely um, so on that note uh before we get into saw uh we're gonna hit you guys with a spoiler alert we're gonna, we're spoil, gonna spoil the fuck out of this movie even though this movie is uh 17 years old at this point which is nuts yep <laughs> uh so we're old. We're, yeah, we're going to talk about who lives, who dies, who gets up off the bathroom floor and walks out the door. <laughs> all, all that shit that you don't want ruined for you before getting into this fabulous uh, first movie in the series. So uh, hit pause, go buy Saw, uh, or it's on HBO. You can watch it for free there if you have a subscription. Uh, or it's also uh, there, you can get the whole collection for like, I think like 25 bucks on Apple movies right now. So that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, so check it out and come back and enjoy our breakdown of the original saw. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, so whenever I think of this movie, it's just like, what comes to mind is iconic. 
like everyone knows this movie. Yeah. Even if you're not a movie person, you know, you're you're not super big into film or whatever, everyone saw knows. saw. <laughs> yeah, or, or at least has some idea of what it is. Or at least an idea of, right. Uh, I remember for me the first uh, the first thing I saw I'm going to keep doing saw of saw, saw, saw is um, that poster of Shawnee Smith and the bear trap. And it's, yeah. it's just, oh, a, yeah, it's just a black background. And I think they did a bunch of posters. So there's that one, there's like the pig mask. And then mm-hmm. there's one other one that I'm forgetting. Maybe it's Billy, the, the puppet, yeah. um, but they spell saw and uh, my theater had those posters. And I remember being like, what is this? Yeah. And um, as a, as a kid, I think I was 13. This is like right when I was discovering like cabin fever and I was kind of moving on to other horror movies outside of Jason and Freddie and Michael Myers. <laughs> sure. So, you know, I was seeing like my first Cronenberg movies and my, you know, like seven and stuff like that. Yeah. So saw came out at kind of like the perfect time, I guess, in my, in my adolescence. And uh, I remember seeing it and just being really taken, taken back by how, uh, original the combination of the elements felt like it's just it's this really simple story of these two guys that seemingly are unconnected and don't know each other at first mm-hmm. and then they wake up in this like worn down decrepit industrial bathroom and each of them is chained to either side of the of the bathroom by their ankles to mm-hmm. these shackles and in, in long steel chains and there's a dead body in between them that's holding a cassette player in one hand and a revolver in the other hand. And it looks like he's shot himself in the head. And, um, you know, each of them discovers these, these tapes in their pockets that say, play me. And uh, they manage to get the uh, cassette player and they play the tapes and they, they hear these uh, cryptic messages left to them by this uh, unseen villain that's basically saying that both of them don't appreciate their lives for different reasons. And, um, you know, the, the two characters, you got uh, Carrie Elwes playing Dr. Lawrence Gordon, who is a, uh, you know, sort of well-known, well-respected doctor at the hospital that he works at. He's a married man. He has a daughter. Everything seems kind of perfect about this dude on the surface. And then, uh, but he's having some marriage issues and he's thinking about cheating on his wife with one of his interns or whatever. Right. And um, the other character is Adam, who is kind of, you know, a loner. He's this very acidic kind of asshole guy. And he's a photographer and he gets paid to basically snoop around and follow people and take pictures of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, this stranger on the tape, you know, basically tells him that they're, unwitting or unwilling participants in a game and they have until six on this clock in this room um for dr gordon to kill adam and um you know obviously they're in a contained situation so that he has to figure out how he's supposed to do that and in uh during the process they kind of figure out how they're connected as well as uh trying to figure out who this this killer is and um the first person who actually like knows anything about it is Dr. Gordon because he was a suspect in the case. And um, he explains to the audience, you know, who the jigsaw killer is and, you know, basically uh, his whole agenda. So why he does what he does in that first movie is basically because um, like, I mean, they, they drip feed it to you. So at first it's just like, okay, this, this serial killer has, you know, an issue with people who don't appreciate their lives. And then, right. uh, uh, throughout the movie, we find out that basically this guy kidnaps people and puts them in these kind of torture games where, mm-hmm. you know, they're always like an ironic twist on what the person did wrong. So, uh, of course. 
the first movie has like i think like there's like four traps in it so the first one we see is paul who's a uh He's an, he's an obese gentleman who we find uh, in a cage full of chicken wire or barbed wire. Yeah, it was like and, razor wire. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. it, some of the reasons Jigsaw picks people are kind of weird. Like this one's like Paul cuts himself. So Jigsaw wants to know if he does it because he wants attention or because he really <laughs> has problems. It's like, well, fuck you, Jigsaw. It's not your business anyway. But um, so he kidnaps this dude and puts him in this room and he has like, I forget how long, like an hour or a couple hours to get out of this room before right. the door shuts and locks him in there forever. And this guy, you know, we, we meet Detective Tap and Detective Singh, who are kind of the two main detectives in this movie. And um, basically they figure out that this guy cut himself so deep with a razor wire that there's traces of his stomach acid on the floor. Right, right. And it's just like really gnarly, you know. Um, Which I, I always wondered like, of all the saw traps, like like the, if you take all the movies and take all of them, are there any that you just can't win? Oh, for sure. Saw three is all about that. Yeah, Amanda right. Amanda's traps are deliberately made to not survive, right? Because she's just like wants to kill people, <laughs> right? Um, right. Uh, yeah, and we could talk about that a little bit, I guess. But that like the Saw movies, once Jigsaw dies and Saw three and his apprentices kind of take over, they have their whole their own moral agendas. Where like, what's his name, Hoffman? By number six, he's fucking Jason Voorhees. He he's going around <laughs> stabbing people and killing people like he's a slasher killer. Right. So the Saw movies kind of go off the the rails a little bit. But in, in the first movie, Jigsaw as twisted as his whole philosophy is, he has his whole code where if he thinks that you don't appreciate life, he he feels if you can uh survive one of his encounters, one of his mm. games or whatever, then you'll appreciate that life that was given to you yeah by having to fight for your life like yes because he feels he had to because he had cancer you know and Mm -hmm. and that's just in the in the original movie because eventually uh you know the detectives find another game which is this horribly burned body that's in this room with a safe in the middle and it's this really dark room and there's all these numbers painted on the walls and the floor is covered in broken glass and basically this guy i'm pretty sure he's like defrauded the health insurance system or like he was pretending to be sick when he wasn't right something like that like jigsaw's basically like for someone who's supposed to be sick you're sure walking around a lot (laughs) um so basically this guy has been injected with a poison that's going to kill him unless he unlocks this safe that has the the antidote in it and the combination is is written somewhere in this uh you know room full of numbers on the walls and he has to walk around on broken glass and he's smeared in like flammable jelly yeah he has a, he has a super duper short candle that when it goes out he's basically trying to light it he's gonna light himself on fire which you know that's what happens to him which i think that that trap was bullshit, man. You know how many numbers were on that fucking wall? Yeah, it's pretty unfair. <laughs> Consider no way anyone would get the correct combination. There are thousands of possible combinations. You got to be like the Resident Evil games and leave a note somewhere in the room that says some sort of clue. That's that the that's the you. the last person that was in the room that died, and he's like, I almost made it. The first numbers were twenty two, yeah, thirteen. <laughs> right. So and you then, only have to right, <laughs> yeah, dude. You know. And then, yeah, because yeah, come on, I remember even as a kid or a teenager being like, "How the fuck is he supposed to?" And I think in the original script, instead of broken glass, it's like steel balls with like spikes on them, which is oh, pretty okay. pretty gnarly. The the glass is gnarly too, though. Yeah, I would not want the glass. No way, suck. that's so gross. I think that's one of the one of the 
best things about these films because I think it makes you think like, oh man, what, what if I was in do? this? Yeah, what would you do yeah. if you're in this situation? Would That's, you make it out? <laughs> it's funny too because it's also very telling of who you're talking to because like some people will be very honest and be like, oh dude, I couldn't cut my foot off. Yeah, no way, no way. No but way, then you yeah. talk to a lot of people who are like, oh, here's how I'd escape, and like <laughs> they just know everything, and it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. I get out of the trap by doing this, and it's like, well, it's 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 easy to say that. I, you know, from your house with popcorn and a beer, but like, if oh, you're actually in a situation like that, I don't think anyone would want to do any of that stuff. I don't That's think crazy. I could cut my own foot off. No way. And they don't even, so. I like how in Saw 3, how Donnie Wahlberg just shatters his ankle and snaps his foot and slides <laughs> it out. Right. Like he just figures out a way to do it. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, that's the second test. And uh, I think it's, it's either Paul's razor wire or it's um, Mark in the, in the glass safe room where the detectives find like a little peephole in the wall. And they're like, and this is kind of a throwaway line the first time you hear it, but it's super important to the twist of the movie. They go, oh, this jigsaw killer, this fucker likes to book front row seats to his own sick little games, <laughs> which is like he likes to watch the shit yeah. and see how it plays out, right? Sure. And um, that's so important to the twist of the movie, just that one line. I love that. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, I think the next game is Amanda, right? I, I believe so. And yeah. So, probably, so, probably the most iconic. In yeah. The for sure. And then, so at, at this point, um, Dr. Gordon is a suspect because they find his pen light at, at a crime scene, which in the first movie doesn't yeah, make right. sense, but they like went to great lengths to explain how it makes sense in like Saw 5, I think. <laughs> so he's a suspect, and D- Detective uh, Tap is played by uh, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. And uh, Singh is played, I forget that actor's name, but he's an X Men and a bunch of other shit, and he's pretty awesome too. Um, but they show up and they're basically like, look, man, you're a suspect. Uh, we think it'd be better if we take you down to the station to talk to you. Uh, and Dr. Gordon's being kind of a, a weasel and he's being all slippery. And he's like, oh, I can't. My wife has the car today. <laughs> I can't leave the office. And they're like, that's all right, motherfucker. You can ride with us. Yeah, right. In, right, in the right, cop right, car right. and shit. Because basically they're like, let's not make a scene. We don't want you to look bad at work. So they take him to the police station. And they're like, we want to know where you were on this date from like 11 to one. And he's like really defensive about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why do you want to know why you're asking? And so he has his attorney show up and his attorney's his buddy. And he's, he doesn't even want to tell his buddy where he was. So his friend's like, look, dude, if you're not going to tell me, how the fuck are we getting? And so Dr. Gordon's like, look, I was visiting a friend. Yeah. It wasn't my wife. <laughs> Do you get yeah. my drift? And his <laughs> friends all like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. I think you should just tell them what happened and bite the bullet because no one's going to believe that shit later. So that's what he does. And he, I guess he tells everyone and his wife doesn't find out. Or does I mean, she? I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but like, if you are, <laughs> if you are suspected of murder, like, Cheating that's on your not, wife is that's not great. Like, I mean, such a less a lesser murder, charge. cheating on your wife. Murder. That's just something you have to wife. deal with your wife about. That's not something you have to deal with the police about. I'd be like and going to jail. Yeah, for it's like plus years. <laughs> I wouldn't have even hesitated. Where were you? I was cheating on my wife. Yeah, <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, I'm cheating on that bitch. <laughs> I'll give you her number. <laughs> <laughs> I I okay. I'll I'll say this about this movie. I could care less about his wife and kid that's the whole storyline i just want to be like i don't care his wife is played by monica potter 
And I mean, I agree. I agree because they kind of like it's the same thing in like forty year old version or uh, not forty. I'm sorry, uh, knocked up where they kind of make the the girlfriend character like she's like the nagging shrew. Of course, yeah. his his wife is just basically there as a plot function to be like, you're a shitty husband because you're never home. And, and it wasn't. And for me, it wasn't that. It was. Oh, it was okay. more just like. It was more just like, I didn't care. <laughs> you know, I didn't care. I I want. I think for me, it's just I loved the whole, uh, just everything about the bathroom. You know, see, you know, the whole scene and just how it looks and how 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 just the dynamic between the two of them as they're trying to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. That when it cut away from that, I was like, "Fuck this! I don't care about this shit." This is kind of you know? boring compared especially to that mystery. when it went, especially when it went to her. Yeah. You know what so. scene always bugs me in the movie just because it's kind of grating is when so all right, so his wife and his daughter are being held captive by someone that we don't see yet. And he's this by creep- jigsaw, dude. So supposedly it's jigsaw, jigsaw. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Because at this yeah. point in the movie you think it's jigsaw. Yeah. And um he's being a weirdo and he's like he has like a stethoscope and he's like listening to the little girl's heartbeat and then he pulls a gun out and puts it on her head and listens to her heartbeat again but the girl keeps saying like i don't know what she's saying through the gag if she's saying like mommy or like mommy i think it's mommy but she just keeps saying it over and over and over and like it just kind of gets annoying because you're like dude this is awful and like it's just (laughs) a little girl crying and screaming for like five minutes and like i just hate that scene man i do and um yeah, I fast forward that scene every yeah. like because it's annoying as fuck. Yeah, it and, is. Um, it's it's funny too, man, because like uh, Saw is one of those movies that I've been watching since high school, and I just put it on in the background, and I forget that my girlfriend has not been watching Saw since high school, <laughs> and I leave it on with the, like the volume the volume up really loud, and like so I'll be like leaving the room or cleaning or something, and you'll just hear like dude cutting his foot off and screaming and she's like what is that i'm like oh that's saw i'm so sorry because i like i'm just a horror fan and that stuff's just white noise to me but to other people it's like yeah that sounds like someone's being murdered it's so funny that that's like your movie that you just throw on in the background while you you're cleaning the the house (laughs) i mean it's probably one of them man like there's a bunch of them like mrs doubtfire is another one so they're just totally different movies for me back in the day it was school of rock okay so yeah there's there's this scene and then um the guy who we think is Jigsaw at this point goes over over to the to the uh, to the window and opens it up and looks out. And we don't see his face, but we cut to like this camera perspective from across the street, and we hear Detective Sa- uh, Tap, and he's all like, "I see you, fucking weird little man," or whatever he says. <laughs> and then he, so basically, we see that Detective Tap lives across the street from Doctor Gordon now, and like this kind of like How run. Convenient. I guess he got a, you know, he's a cop. I guess he has like his finger on the pulse of real estate in this city. But yeah. he he found an apartment and he's posted up out there and he's basically keeping an eye on the place. And because uh, he thinks Dr. Gordon's still a killer. And uh, we, we see that his apartment is like really run down and it's just filled with evidence and conspiracy shit that he has going on and journals and stuff. And uh, at this point in the story, we find out that Detective Singh is dead. And he's all like talking to himself. He's like, we're going to get him, Singh. We're going to get him and close this case. And so we're like, like, oh, he's a little demented at this point. (laughs) And so like basically that's the structure of this movie is that we cut back and forth between the bathroom where, where Adam and Dr. Gordon figure out a little bit more of what's going on. And then we cut to either Detective Singh or Detective Tap or 
the wife and daughter Allison and Diana, and we just kind of get a little bit more of what's going on. And um, what? So he was dead. Wait, hold on. He was he was dead already. The uh, detective saying his partner because the movie's like not linear. So like right, right, when okay, when yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we're in present day, he's talking like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get him saying yeah, and yeah. stuff, and we see that. Uh, his character uh, Tap has like a like uh, he talks like this like his voice is fucked up yeah and he has like a scar on his neck oh that's right and we yes. don't know we yes. don't know how yes. yet yes. but yes. It obviously like yes. they're pulling a pulp fiction on us uh, they're yeah, gonna try yeah. and give it to us out of order yeah right so, that's um, right that's then, right. We, then we go back to the bathroom and there's like a couple things we missed too so like real real quick um, on the tape that they found right at the beginning of the movie, like Jigsaw's, he's, he's clever. He likes to be cute and like leave clues. So like on the first tape, if you like turn it up really loud, you can hear Jigsaw go, follow your heart. Mm -hmm. And so there's a toilet, there's a toilet in the room and there's a heart drawn and shit on it. (laughs) So Adam reaches in there and, but first he reaches into the toilet bowl, which is full (laughs) of diarrhea. And there's a great line where Dr. Gordon goes, what's in there? Is there anything in there? And Adam goes, there's no solids. Yeah, and uh, so then it, he re- he reaches into the the tank and of the toilet. Like, check check the tank. Yeah, I really wish I would have checked in there first. Uh, and then later he smokes a cigarette and totally touches his face oh. with that hand. Oh, but, yeah. oh well. Yeah. So, uh, but in, inside he finds like a little plastic bag with some with two hacksaws, and both of the of the of the dudes try to cut through their chains. Adam gets a little too hasty about it and breaks his saw, and freaks out and then throws it and then chips away a corner of the mirror in the room which he later discovers that uh it's two-way glass so yep, he throws yeah so he throws some debris at the mirror breaks it and you see a camera back there and that's when we, when we find out that uh who we think is jigsaw at this point is watching all of this kind of you know play out mm-hmm. and uh the last flashback trap that we find i i, I wanted to give this one the time it deserves because it's so iconic is the amanda uh, reverse, reverse bear, trap. bear trap i think this is the one that Whenever you talk to people about this movie, at least especially when it first came out, oh man, that reverse bear trap! <laughs> like mm-hmm. that was this was the trap. It's so know? just like instantly relatable, I and mean, everyone can relate to the fear of having your mouth ripped open. You know, it's like and and honestly though, like what she had to do wasn't that bad. I mean, well, okay, she had to it kill someone bad. else, but she I mean, had it was to like kill someone, but someone it's else. not like she had to do some anything to herself. herself. Yeah, which that's the whole thing that gets me is the self-inflicted pain. Yeah, like, I can do it, man. It would be truly, truly awful to have to kill someone else, but like, oh, for sure, with you know, and it like, wasn't it was it it wasn't a rant. Was it like someone she knew too? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if it's like her drug dealer or something. But okay. in, in in real life, it's a producer of the movie, which is <laughs> nice. awesome. His little <laughs> yeah. cameo. But yeah, like you know, relatively speaking, she doesn't have to rip her own teeth out, or she doesn't have to fucking like, yeah, you know, stick her hand in, a, in some way in a jar of acid or something. Yeah, she right. has to just. Uh, she basically has to cut someone open and, and get a key out of his stomach, and right. she thinks he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> which that's the whole thing too, because like yeah. you know, obviously if you think it's a dead body, you're not gonna. It's like, well, yeah, what's what dead already, fuck up? Right? Yeah, I mean, that, it's still yeah. it's still fucked up, but like you yeah. know, it's like worse. It's not as bad as if he was alive. But then you find out yeah. that Jigsaw in, injected this dude with something that made him unable to move, but probably still feel pain. 
because Jigsaw's twisted like that. Jigsaw guy's a genius, man. Yeah, and you know, what's funny is that uh, the writer Lee Winnell, when he was writing the movie, he actually called doctors in Australia because he's Australian, and uh, he was asking, "What?" Uh, so I'm writing a script about a serial killer. What's something you could inject someone with <laughs> that they couldn't move but could still feel pain? And the doctors were like, "What's this for?" So it's just like, yeah, that's hilarious. You know, actually, like, would call people and ask that. So, but <laughs> oh, I'm so um, stupid. I didn't even realize he's Adam. The yeah, the writer, and uh, he went cool. on to do like the Invisible Man and yeah. uh, Upgrade, which is fucking boss. If, you, if oh, anyone hasn't seen that movie, hell yeah, he's dude. so good, dude. I love Lee yes. And James Wan, the director of this movie, did like Aquaman and Fast, yeah. uh, the Fast and the Furious sequel, and yep. He's the man as well. He just produced Mortal Kombat. So props to those guys. You yeah. guys made me want to go to film school with Saw. So thank you so much. Hell yeah. Uh, but so this scene, she survives. She ends up cutting open the dude's stomach, gets the key, and uh, gets this thing off just in time. And it's like... Just it's, in time. <laughs> yeah, it's basically this thing that's in her mouth, and it's hooked into both of her jaws, and it's going to, you know, when the timer open goes up. off, yeah, hyper-extend her jaws and rip her mouth Ooh. open. And Jigsaw's like, think of it like a reverse bear trap, which <laughs> they, they they try to do that a couple other times in the sequel, like, think of it like a reverse fly, or like a yes, fly trap. <laughs> or something. Reverse everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she survives, and uh, we see her in the interrogation room, and they're like, you know, so, like, what happened, Manny? And she's like, I lived, and I'm really lucky. Like, he helped me. And yeah. and in the first movie, you think that um, she's just kind of crazy. Like, she's just mm-hmm. saying some kind of, like, what is that? Is, is that is that Stockholm Syndrome, dude, where you relate yes. to? Yes. Yeah, so where she's just some kind of shit like that, right? But in the sequel and Saw 2, she's saying that because she's helping Jigsaw. She's like his apprentice. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we move on from that. And basically, you know, Dr. Gordon says he was cheating on his wife and that alibi slides or lets him slide. And he gets momentarily taken off the police radar. But um, Detective uh, Tap is basically studying that tape from Amanda's trap because Jigsaw left a VHS tape of this creepy ventriloquist doll, which has become known as Billy the Doll. Billy. Basically laying out the rules or parameters of the game. And yeah. um, in the tape, you can hear like a fire alarm going off and you can see some some like gang graffiti so the cops are like okay that gang graffiti is from this warehouse and uh <laughs> let's let's do a records uh analysis of all the fire alarms that went off between these dates and these dates and they like narrow it down to an address so they show up at this warehouse and um you know jigsaw is always one step ahead of the police and that's something that mm-hmm. goes through all the movies and so they show up and they think they got the jump on this guy and they find like jigsaw Later, we learn in the series he's like a civil engineer, right? Like he like. I was just gonna say I was actually just gonna bring that up, and I and I I couldn't remember. I'm like he's some sort of engineer, right? Civil because, engineer, yeah, because yes. he's like designing like a homeless shelter system in the city. Yeah. And and, and um, I guess once he goes crazy, he scraps the project, so all that real estate he has, he uses for traps. Right. And I guess that explains that. Okay. And, but how does Jigsaw own a zoo? Because Saw Six takes place in an abandoned zoo, but mm-hmm. oh well whatever we're getting ahead of ourselves here yeah he's rich that's (laughs) but he's he's rich but he can't afford his experimental swedish cancer treatment in saw six which is the reason why he picks the insurance guy for the game (laughs) yeah in, in this part in the movie it's just the two detectives 
and they're like, we're going to go and we're going to check this shit out. And they go and they, they find like little dioramas that Jigsaw's built because he's right, an engineer. Right, right. And um, they find this dude in a chair with like these two drills that are going to yes. go off and yes. go off on his neck. And then uh, Jigsaw shows up and he's all like, now you, you motherfuckers have to have to choose between saving this man or arresting me. <laughs> and um there's a box with like a ring of keys with like a hundred keys on it or something. And then they have like yep. 30 seconds to, to <laughs> figure it out, which they think they do, but they don't. And um, so, yeah, basically uh, uh, jigsaw, they think they, they have him, they have him cornered and he's kind of doing his whole evil villain speech where, you know, the ones, the detective uh, taps, like you're a sick uh, motherfucker, man. And he's all like, yes, I'm sick, sick of people taking advantage of their lives and not appreciating their blessings and stuff. And um, he's like, I'm sick of all this shit. I'm sick of it all. And then he like flings out this awesome wrist blade. Yep. And he's like an assassin's creed. Type shit. I love that. And he, uh, <laughs> he slashes detective taps throat and then escapes. And uh, which man, I think they should have had him. Yeah. They, they, I, they fucked up. <laughs> Like he, they, they just let him talk, and he slits the dude's throat and runs away. And um, this so is then, my, this is my favorite part where, where de- uh, Detective Singh goes after him, right? Yeah, and he's like chasing him down the through the warehouse, and then eventually like down a corridor, and he shoots him. Shotgun. Right? Yeah, he shoots him. Jigsaw goes down, and then. Uh, I know he gets back. I don't know the the exact order of events. It's been a it's been a little bit since I've seen it, um, but he was wearing some sort of bulletproof vest, obviously. And he, uh, De- Detective Singh, hits this tripwire, which is has, I don't know what is it, like eight shotguns pointed directly down above his head. Yeah, such a cool like he just collect like oh it's such a crazy shot because it's mm-hmm. like whoo yeah I just like imagine that oh man so, so um detective tap is alive at this point but he's like bleeding so he's not able to get up and do much um and that that's how we learned that that's how his neck got yeah slashed mm-hmm. and uh back in the back in the in the bathroom we see uh you know that adam has been withholding information from dr gordon like uh earlier in the movie dr gordon through adam his wallet so he could show him a picture of his wife and his daughter but he didn't show him that there's a picture of like dr gordon didn't see it but adam saw it there's a polaroid of his of his family like tied up and yep. with like something on the back that says like x marks a spot for you know like sometimes you see more with your eyes shut and um he also doesn't tell dr gordon that he found pictures uh of uh you know Zep, who is an orderly that works at the hospital inside that bag with the hacksaws. So Adam's been, you know, a little unhonest with uh, Dr. Gordon. Withholding and information. Withholding information. And, and yeah. Dr. Gordon's like, hey, man, that's fucked up. We got to work together. And right. Adam, and I think there's like a 10 to 15 year difference between these two. So like Adam's in his late 20s. He's not taking some shit from some older guy you're not my dad so he's all like i don't have to report to you motherfucker and he's all like but we have to work together and Mm -hmm. um we we come to find out uh either it's because of adam's amnesia or because he did was lying that he was paid by detective tap to follow dr gordon and take photos of him while he was going to go cheat on his wife Mm -hmm. 
And there's a hilarious little exchange where uh, Dr. Gordon's getting mad. His, his feathers are getting ruffled. And Adam's like, what are you more mad about? The fact that I was taking pictures of you or the fact that I took pictures of you while you're cheating on your wife? And Carrie L.S. says, I was not cheating on her. And Adam's like, I don't give a crap if you uh, had a 15 hooker gangbang and covered yourself in peanut butter, which I always thought that's such a random line. Yeah, right. It's pretty hilarious. Um, so yeah, they're, they're fighting. They're, you know, they're not really working together um, at this point. And um, I think uh, Adam, what's it? Uh, like Dr. Gordon says like, how are we supposed to work together? If you keep, if you keep me in the dark. Yeah. And then Adam's like, Oh, oh keep me in the dark. Oh, it makes me think of, uh, sometimes you see more with your eyes shut. So he yep. says, turn off the lights. Turn off the lights. And they turn off the lights and they see an X and glow in the dark paint mm-hmm. on the wall of the bathroom. And they're like, how the, how come we didn't see that when we first woke up? And he's like, oh, it's glow in the dark paint. The lights must have charged it. Yep. So they turn the lights back on. Uh, they use the handle of one of the saws to smash open the tile. And inside there's like a little box. And inside the box, there is uh, a little cell phone. And there's a little note with two cigarettes and it says like, you know, like the cigarettes are safe, I promise. And it's like, yeah. uh, smoke, smoking is only dangerous when it ends in bloodshed or some shit like that. And like, you don't have to shoot at him to kill him. And so basically it's implied that the blood in the middle of the room, that the man in the room supposedly got so desperate from being poisoned that he shot himself. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Gordon can dip the cigarettes and give adam one he'll smoke which i mean i guess he's desperate he'll smoke a blood dipped cigarette i wouldn't i'd be like i'm good um but yep. uh that's like an, an alternative method besides throwing the hacksaw at him and hoping you hit him in the temple or something i don't know <laughs> right. uh, but uh he's like you know fuck what are we gonna do at this point this this cell phone can't make calls it can only receive them and um to open the box, they had to use like the key that was in Gordon's envelope, but they couldn't use earlier. So like everything kind of ties together. Mm-hmm. And I think this is at, at this point that they come up with the idea of like, mm, there, isn't there a bullet in the box too? Oh, yeah. 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 There's totally a bullet. Yeah. And he's all like, no, oh, yeah, isn't fuck man. I'm, I'm spacing if the bullets in the envelope at the beginning, but there's a bullet in the picture. There's a bullet somewhere <laughs> that goes in the gun. Uh, it's important to the movie. And, um, at this point, these guys are like, okay, we're going to outsmart this guy. Let's turn the lights off. And they whisper to each other. <laughs> and they're like, scene. it's so funny. He's like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to give you the not poison cigarette and pretend it's the poison cigarette and you smoke it and then pretend you're dead. And Genius. then Jigsaw will let us go. <laughs> and so they do it. And Adam is an awful actor and he goes oh. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you know, totally like, Play the worst dad. acting in the history I, of the world. I like, still remember. On, <laughs> I still remember seeing it in the theater opening weekend and people laughing really, really hard at that because it's. Oh yeah. It, in a movie that's so serious, it's kind of like a really well placed joke. It is. That's, yeah. It, it really kind of like introduces just a moment of humor there, and then yeah, it, and then it, but then terrible it terrible situation. But yeah. then it fucks you up immediately afterwards because he gets electrocuted, <laughs> yeah. and it just scares the shit out of you. I still remember people screaming when that yeah. happened, it, like because it's just and he's just like, "What the fuck happened?" I was yep. electrocuted, and Doctor Gordon thinks he's still acting, so he's like, yeah. "Knock it off, man! Come on, quit acting. That was our way out." And at this point, Adam freaks the fuck out, and he's yeah. like, "We gotta get the fuck out of here," you know, mm-hmm. and. um 
Yeah. So basically things are getting desperate and the phone rings and uh, Dr. Gordon picks it up and uh, it's, it's his, it's his wife. Mm-hmm. And she says, don't believe, don't believe Adam. Don't believe Adam's lies or whatever. And then, so basically as the story goes on, we find out, you know, the, the full extent that Adam has been lying to him and that he's been paid to follow him. And basically everyone's cards are kind of out, 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 uh, on the table at this point yeah. and not not by choice just because of circumstance you know mm-hmm. and um that's actually something i really like about this movie is that these two people who like under normal circumstances would never like each other or would never really like hang out kind of grow to like each other by the end of the movie or at least trust each other you know right right and, and that's pretty awesome um the the sequels i don't think ever really quite get there uh but uh no definitely not because they 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 just open the world so much uh but that's that's what's so great about this first movie and then uh basically at this point these two dudes have dragged their feet so much that the clock has run out and the phone the phone rings uh and you know we actually think zepp is the jigsaw killer at this point mm-hmm. yep. and um we think he calls and he has this like hilarious like your the, like your time's up, Doctor Garden. <laughs> like, his voice is so funny in that movie. Right. And um, the wife at this point, we see she has untied herself. Right. Yeah. Like she's like gotten her, her ties loose, and um, you know she's supposed to tell her husband like your time's up or whatever you lose or you fail or whatever. And then she gets out punches dude in the dick or whatever and like takes his gun and her and the daughter are able to escape and uh i think the detective actually bursts in right and there's like a little bit of a shootout yeah the, de- yeah, the detective hears the gunshots go off and sees him right across the street exactly and he, he gets his ass over there yep yeah he get, and he goes over there and busts the scene and um he doesn't he's kind of clumsy like the way they play the choreography bugs me because he kind of just like goes ah and then runs <laughs> and then falls over and you're like what the fuck is this dude doing like come yeah. on man i guess he's retired and he's not thinking straight and i don't know whatever yeah it's, it seems like he's just like out of it like he's yeah. just like yeah not ch- in the best uh state of mind or or, yeah. or physical state to where he's just like a bumbling fool. <laughs> there's a <laughs> like, there's a lot playing against this guy. Yeah. And so so a chase ensues between him and Zep, and they take off. And a lot of people, um, I don't know if they know this, but in the first two Saw movies, all of the driving stuff they did, because they're on such a low budget, they couldn't like put a car on a trailer and actually shoot outside. Mm-hmm. So they just stuck the car in a dark garage and like had like two lights behind it as like the tail lights and like had the uh-huh. you know two grips rocking the car back and forth to <laughs> me and then had fog blowing back or like back I and mean. forth. And it works, man. You just put like a like an engine noise behind it. Yeah. And, and and they speed it up and stuff and like yeah, like a lot of the stuff in in the saw in the first saw movie like during the traps a lot there will be like really quick flash cuts to like evidence photos or like there will be like there's really kind of quick choppy almost like music video editing in the movie and uh it became a staple like they do it in all of the movies even spiral the new one and um they only did it in the first movie because they weren't able to shoot enough stuff yeah um i i remember for the movie that we worked on uh that unfortunately has not has yet to come out the graveyard menace we did a scene out in a parking lot where this you know gang of dudes in a van is uh, they're driving and all we did 
we parked we parked the the van in a in a parking lot and we had two people with or maybe even one with a light going like and just like waving it across the the windshield of the car like every you know like it's, yeah, it's awesome. like you're going under street lights and Whatever it's, you gotta it's do, man. convincing man it's yeah. like you would never know you now, would never know nowadays with stuff like image stabilization and everything you can do in post and like how lightweight digital cameras are you could they they totally could have actually just done it in real cars yeah. but um it lends to the aesthetic for sure yeah. oh, and yeah. it's something that they do in all the sequels they have the editing and um it also helps them get around the mpaa because if you like chop up the gore scenes and have like quick True. flashes of the of the gore yeah. you know it's it's it it makes it go down a lot easier than if you just like hold on it for like an excruciating long time. <laughs> right. So right. Uh, basically this, so this chase is going on. Uh, Dr. Gordon's wife and daughter are safe. The neighbors from across the street, they go over there and everything's all good with them. Um, and we never actually touch base with them ever again in the series, which is kind of weird. It'd be kind of cool to come back to them again. Mm. Um, but uh, so Zepp leads tap down into a sewer system and at this point we're kind of like oh shit it's all coming together right. everything's gonna collide and um unfortunately tap never makes it down into the sewers because he gets shot by his own gun you know in a in a kind of weird scuffle that he has with like mm -hmm. zep where like he like grabs the gun and, and, and like positions it in a way and he shoots himself and he dies um, or it, I don't think like he's dead in the film world, but I think he's the main character in the video game. Oh, interesting. If, if I'm okay. not mistaken, I could be wrong. Okay. But um, but I don't know if those are canon, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, right. Who knows? Right. So he's out of the he's out of the movie at this point, and you know he's dead because they give him a slow motion close up at the end. Yeah. He's dying, and uh, so Zep opens the. Uh, Oh man, we're kind of getting way ahead of ourselves at this point. Dr. Gordon, uh, when he's on the phone, when his wife and daughter are saying you failed and everything like that, he hears that scuffle going on where the gun goes off and shit. And he hears his wife crying and screaming and his daughter screaming. So he thinks they're dead or getting killed. So he flips and he's like, I got to get out of here. And, uh, this is where Carrie Elwes is swinging for the fences, man. He's going nuts in this movie. He's screaming and his face is all red and shit. Yeah. And, Adam's like, Adam, who was the one who was freaking out, is now the one who's like, Larry, calm down. You got to be calm if you want to see your family again. And Dr. Gordon's screaming like a fucking caveman. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, he's going crazy. <laughs> and so like, he takes his shirt off and wraps it around his leg. And he takes the hacksaw and he starts to cut his foot off. And this is one of those good examples of what you don't see is way more impactful than what you could see because right. like you see the first couple of like tick, 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 the yeah. first couple hacks but it's just a little plastic hose running behind the saw with blood that mm -hmm. just you know and they have the saw like flipped upside down and they doled it or whatever yeah but that's all it is man and you don't see the i feel like if it was one of the sequels you'd have seen every hack of that fucking thing getting cut off yeah um but for the original one it's you know you just kind of see his face and blood spurts up and you see adam going oh my god what are you doing and um this is all intercut with his chase going on and so he cuts his foot off and at this point he has gone full phantom of the opera with his his performance and how he says lines like he kind of yeah. it makes me laugh it's not bad it's just like it's just like kind of like a little over the top in my mind but he sure. goes over and adam's like what are you doing i want to live i want to live and dr gordon's like 
I have to save my family. <laughs> and he puts the bullet into the revolver that he takes from the dead body in the middle of the room. He aims and he shoots Adam. Apparently, we think like in the heart or something. Mm-hmm. And Adam falls over and we think he's dead. Um, and then Zepp comes into the room. Zepp's kind of like scoping out the aftermath of the game and he's being chased around by a crazy Dr. Gordon, a one-footed Dr. Gordon. Yeah. yeah. He's saying, yeah, you fucking bastard. <laughs> I'll kill you, you fucking bastard. He says that like a bunch of times. And um, uh, Zepp's going to shoot him in the head and basically kill him. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Gordon's like, why? And he's like, that's the rules. And we find out at this point twist upon twist adam is not dead he just got shot and lost a bunch of blood so he grabs that pulls him to the ground and beats the fucking shit out of him with the lid of a toilet lid of the toilet yeah which is awesome yeah and he breaks the lid which is just gnarly and um but you know obviously that would that would take that would take it out of anyone energy wise, but oh, especially yeah. since he has got shot on the shoulder, yeah. he's like, ah, oh, fuck. And he's in so much pain. It's, it's really sad though. Cause Adam's all like, don't leave me. Yeah. That's brutal. And he's it like, is. he's like, don't leave me, man. And, and Dr. Gordon's like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. And then Adam's like, you swear we're going to be all right. And Dr. Gordon, the last thing he says to him is like, I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> which dude i love that like right. their, their relationship they at least trust each other and yeah. so like that's yeah sad man that, that's mm-hmm. like the and yeah. um and so dr gordon's like i gotta i gotta leave man i gotta crawl out of here and see if i can get help before i bleed to death yeah. and, and for six sequels dr gordon's fate is left up in the air you never really know there's speculation there's like theories and shit, but they never really answer it until Saw 3D or Saw the Not Final Chapter or whatever the fuck you want to call that one. But then we find out that Dr. Gordon has actually been behind the scenes of every, of basically every game helping Jigsaw. So uh, Adam is alone in this room mm-hmm. with two dead bodies. And he's like, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm going to search this, you know, the Zep guy and see if he has a key. And uh, he doesn't find a key, but he finds a wallet and he finds a cassette player. Mm-hmm. Just like the one he had. And he plays that shit. He was part of the game. He, he was a pawn in yep. this game. He wasn't the, the, the puppet master. He was yep. but a puppet having his strings pulled and this is awesome this is i like, love this whole sequence this is so end. amazing it, dude, it gives me goosebumps even thinking about it now it's yeah. so cool because it all ties together and all these little like breadcrumbs that they leave for you throughout the movie all get paid off and um so basically this tape is like you know uh hello, hello mr hindle or as they call you around the hospital zip and a lot of people think his name his name is zip which is fucking zip. funny <laughs> um but basically he's saying you know like uh you know like you're part of this game you've been injected with some poison that's going to kill you unless you help me and basically you have to be the one holding dr gordon's wife and daughter a ransom and are you willing to kill an innocent woman or child Mm -hmm. to save yourself which apparently zepp is which like what the fuck Uh, is that like what would what would what did jigsaw have done if zepp would have said no fuck this i'm just gonna die He'd yeah. be like, shit, I did not anticipate the human mind. 
that's a whole thing. Yeah, like, Jigsaw's a genius, apparently. So you know, he knows yeah, everything. Apparently, he knows exactly what everyone's gonna do. <laughs> and there's no room for error. He even says that in Saw Five. Like, there's a whole scene with him and Hoffman where they're setting up the house and two, where he's all like, Hoffman's like, "What? What are you gonna do if someone doesn't do what you wanted to do? Isn't that gonna throw off the whole game?" And he's all like, "If you're good at anticipating the human mind, that leaves nothing to chance. Shut up." <laughs> Yeah, you're you're okay. a civil engineer. Did you minor in fucking psychology? <laughs> how do you did. how do you know all this? It's too, it's kind of dumb, dude. Like yeah, to, be, to, to yeah. be completely honest, it begs the question: like how did, how would he know all this? But right. whatever, because the twist is so good in Saw One. He knew by because like you know we find out in this twist because like in one of the earlier scenes, Doctor Gordon is talking about a patient who has inoperable brain cancer and he's he's very clinical and impersonal he's not even calling him by his name he's like the patient had colon cancer and it metastasized the patient came in for a screening the patient's due for this and the patient's due for this and then zep interjects which is like a pa interrupting on set telling the director what to do and he uh basically goes hey the patient's name is john and he's actually a really interesting person and you find out that john is jigsaw Mm -hmm. and uh you there's like a little little journal, like a little like notepad in front of him on his on his uh, on his table on his sick bed, and it's the bear trap. Oh, so like yeah. Jigsaw, like you know, is basically this dude that got diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, or it's like some kind of inoperable cancer, basically. Yeah. And um, he sees people around him that don't appreciate their blessings, and um, he decides to test these people and see if they have what it takes to live you know and obviously jigsaw has a fucked up moral compass like who is he uh, yeah a little bit <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's weird and people are like i really identify with the jigsaw credo it's like okay you need to go talk to a therapist <laughs> motherfucker because yeah like he has no place to do that but that's the whole dynamic is that like it makes you wonder what would you do in the situation sure so yeah uh we, we basically all the chips have fallen all the jigsaw pieces have fallen into place mm-hmm. and we find out that who this killer is and this is the best fucking part of the movie kev yep. what happens he gets up off the ground the guy you thought shot himself in the fucking head what? gets up off the ground Ooh. peels off his makeup yeah says He's- to adam the key to your chain is in the bathtub and then we cut to that first shot in the movie where yeah. that light that light gets pulled down into the darkness of yeah, the that's drain. Yeah, because like you when when you when you first see the movie, you it starts with that scene. Yeah, and, and you're, you're like, like, what the fuck is that? You're like, what, what that? the hell is that glow stick going down? Okay, now it's gone. What and and it's just yeah. such a good payoff. You're like, nope, that was the key, the key. to his fucking Which, yeah. So yeah, the twist of saw one is that the dude in the room with them the whole time has. Mm-hmm he's alive and because jigsaw likes to book himself front row seats yep. to his own sick games and what better front row seat than literally in the room he probably got hit by a fucking piece of rock when adam was hitting <laughs> the mirror and shit you know although technically wasn't he passed out for the entire time <laughs> uh no it's something that relaxed his muscles and slowed his heart oh really rate. i so thought yeah. it was something that like no no knocked yeah, him no. out until okay he wants to be there because he's the one that zaps adam he's the one with a little uh, zapper in his hand because he oh, zaps right, Adam right. again when he leaves the room because Ad- Adam, right. when, you know, like, uh, Jake Saw says, the key's in the bathtub and Adam goes, oh, fuck, and then goes for the gun, Zep's gun, even yeah, though it's he, empty. He zap, yeah. And goes to shoot Jigsaw, but Jigsaw zaps him and he drops the gun and mm-hmm. uh, leaves him in the room to die and says the famous Saw tagline, which I personally hate this line, that he says, game over, and game closes... Over. 
I think in Jigsaw, he says, we, uh, we speak for the dead or something like that, which is a way cooler line. But he should just say something like, like, you know, like, um, because I like that it says it in flashbacks where it's like, uh, like most people are so ungrateful, uh, but not you, not anymore. They should have just ended with that. I think, I think they should, I think they should have just been like, just something totally random, like, you lose dinner is served, (laughs) just you lose, just something really stupid that doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, because game over is pretty dumb, and they do it in every movie. Yeah, game over isn't great. Like, does Jigsaw tell all the prodigy? Because, like, like in later sequels, when Hoffman kills people, he says game over. It's like, dude, your boss is dead. He's not gonna make you say that stupid <laughs> shit. Why are you, are you? Why are you beholden to such a dumb catchphrase? Right. But they do it literally in every fucking movie, except Jigsaw and except Spiral. Spiral actually has a really cool one that they do, but I'm not gonna spoil that because that just came yeah. out. Um, uh, so yeah, so ends Saw with with Adam screaming in the dark, "No, no, help me!" Mm-hmm. And I remember as a 13, for 13, 14 year old, whatever, when this movie came out. That fucked me up. I thought that was so messed up yep. that this dude was just left in the dark to yeah. starve to death. Uh, it's it's awful. So yeah, that's the that's the first movie. And yeah. um it's it's just really a self-contained, really tightly scripted. Like I've read the script, I've read the script like two times, I think now, and it's like it's it's so good. It's it's just really tightly written. It was written by two dudes who knew each other from film school, mm-hmm. and they said, "How can we make a movie for no money in Australia?" They thought they were going to make it with their own savings in mm-hmm. someone's garage, and so they. It's such an inspiring story, man, because they shot this short film. Which if you if you've never seen this, man, look up the original Saw short film. It's actually uh, Lee Winnell Adam in the Bear Trap. Oh, and uh, nice. and it's like the interrogation scene and they shot it for like a couple thousand dollars and the director built the digs the billy doll like can my cat over here he wants attention oh, uh they they built the jigsaw doll in the director's bedroom and he so built that, so is that how they got the money then yeah they shot this whole proof of concept nice. thing nice. and they this is like when they put shit on either dvds or vhs's uh-huh. and they and uh they had an agent and they and uh, their agent would send it around. And they got him a meeting with these guys at Lionsgate, and basically everyone in town that they talked to, because they they're like, if we're gonna fly from Australia to America, we're gonna shoot this short film, because uh-huh. like we're gonna show people that we're fucking serious. And sure. uh, they shot it, and it's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, James yeah. Wan built the bear trap. He built all that shit in his bedroom. So uh, awesome. yeah, and they and uh, the prop guys use use his blueprints for the actual movie. <laughs> And like that's it's amazing. So they. Oh, they it would have been cool if they like actually used the one from the first one. I don't know what it looked. I haven't it, seen it. So it's a little rough like. around the edges, okay. man. I, like, I figured it would be, but you, you should look it up, man. When we get I'll off look, here, I'll watch awesome. it. I'll watch it after those. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, they got the money. They pitched it around, and everyone wanted to like, like they they would. It was like some version of like they let James Wan direct it. They would let. Lee Winnell be the writer, but they didn't want Lee Winnell to be in it because he's just some kid from Australia and he's never made a movie before. Hmm. And the guys at Lionsgate or at Twisted Pictures, uh, uh, they were the only ones who were like, okay, we'll let you guys have complete creative control, do whatever you want. Lee, you can be in it. You can produce it. Or uh, I don't know if you produced that one, but he was an executive producer uh, in the sequels. Hmm. And we're going to get Carrie Elwes. We're going to get, uh, 
you know, like a bunch of actors in this movie and we're going to give you a $1.5 million budget and we're going to shoot it all in one warehouse in Los Angeles. And we're going to start in like two months. Who else gives you that? I was just going to say, man, like, does that fucking happen anymore? Probably not. <laughs> like, damn. I mean, like, I mean, like, like, all right. So like we were, we were just kids when this came out so yeah. we weren't in the industry at all no. but now it seems the it's like either you make really big movies or you make micro budget movies right. this was kind of the last gasp it seems just from hearing these dudes talk about this time of a time where you can make like you know a horror movie for like 1.5 million dollars and and get it funded like in that sort of an environment like right. cabin fever came out hot tension which you know, high tension got made. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bunch of movies like this were coming out, and um, they were con- they were also coincidentally distributed by Lionsgate. Mm. Whoa! Yeah, man, Lionsgate was really important in my teenage years. <laughs> man, it's crazy when you think about it because they also yeah. did House of Thousand Corpses. They did, yeah, dude, uh, Devil's Rejects. Uh, all these yeah. May, all these fucking amazing movies, man. Like we could go on for days just about Lionsgate in the early 2000s because this is before Hunger Games. This is before, um, you know, like New Line Cinema is the house that Freddie built because Nightmare on Elm Street made them a success. Mm-hmm. Lionsgate is totally the house that Jigsaw built and it made them a big enough of a studio that they were considered a mini major. Yeah. So then at that point, they started doing shit like the Hunger Games and uh, I think like the Medea movies and like sure. just kind of like, you know, bigger, bigger movies for them. Mm-hmm. Um so, but Saw was a huge success for these guys, and it was yeah. a stu- it was a studio movie, and they took a chance on it. They said we're going to put it in theaters, and it made poop loads of money. So they mm-hmm. uh, they uh, like immediately said, let's do a sequel. Immediately and, that weekend, I think. Yeah, and yeah. The, and Saw two came out um, like the next October. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember being so excited about it. I think I saw Saw two dude at like a theater with like three dollar matinees five times. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I and my friend got the poster at the last screening of it. Nice. And he's a dickhead and didn't give it to me, but because um, he knows what a what a dick. So um, uh, this movie came out and I was super inspired by it. And I was just like, look at these guys, man! They made this movie for like no money and they just did it themselves and they got this attention. So that's kind of been like, I think everyone's dream, right? Is that you come up with a really inspired idea that captivates people. Mm-hmm. And Saw certainly did that. And um, yep. For better or for worse, the sequels explored various components of this idea, and I think um, really kickstarted with other movies this whole movement called the torture porn <laughs> or the, the gorno, the gornography subgenre, yeah. which is kind of characterized by movies that um, just have a lot of gore and they don't really have like that much going on as far as plot. But um, I mean, do I'll, you really consider this like torture? Porn not the first film? one. Yeah. Um, okay. The sequels, maybe, maybe the, the later. Yeah. The okay. sequels kind of play into that and lean yeah. into it. But there's other movies that are way worse. Like, isn't like, didn't you ever see uh, what's that movie? Captivity or Teristas, which are movies that are just directly ripping off Hostel and Saw, where it's like it's a girl in a dog cage for two hours. <laughs> and I think like the killer, like fucking puts the dude's hand in a blender and makes her drink the smoothie or something. Yeah. Like that's, well, that's what I mean. Me. Whenever someone says torture porn, I'm like, Oh, well hostile. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even you know. hostile has a plot and has, it, I mean, yeah, it yeah. Does. It but does. yeah, like saw hostile and devil's rejects totally kicked off that subgenre. And those directors, like they go back and forth between being like, Oh, we're cool with it. And then, um, 
like being like, oh, I fucking hate that. But it's like, whatever, man. It just, it is very much of the time. And it, 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 is, it is super indicative of a post 9-11 world. We were seeing like Guantanamo Bay. We were seeing our mm-hmm. soldiers like waterboarding and electrocuting people. Yeah. And it, it was like a crazy time, man, where we were seeing shit like that happen in real life. So um, I don't know if even the directors were overtly aware of it with Saw, but Eli Roth was for sure with Hostel. Like that's why Hostel yeah. even came about because of those fears. So um, yeah, love it or hate it, that genre happened yep. and, it, and it went strong for a good couple of years. And then we got into um, kind of the, the paranormal activity. That's what I was going to say. Like when it was shifted to like ghosts and paranormal stuff like yeah that was the next big shift uh yeah. because before and even into the saw era that's the remake cycle you know mm-hmm. yeah the first saw movie super influential um are you familiar with the website house of jigsaw i don't think so okay it's it's a message board and it, it ran from like 2004 when the first saw came out all the way until whatever 2010 or 11 when saw seven came out and then they, they pulled the servers. Um, I used to get on that like every day and okay. get and get on there and like conspire with people about oh like God. what was going to happen in sequels, you know, I but mean, that, that, yeah. that's what, that's what that page was. And I remember yeah. before saw two coming out, people being like, what if Amanda's helping him? And I was like, huh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then right. I, I went into the theater and I was like, you fuckers. So then basically like, yeah, people were really good at calling the twists on those message boards. And like, um, it was cool, man. Like I was going to shoot a saw trap when I was like, like 16. And I was like, build, like it was going to be like a dude in a room with a safe. And I was going to pay a guy on house of jigsaw to build me a prop safe. Oh my and he God, was going to, so like, yeah, dude, I had met a guy who built props and we were collaborating <laughs> and shit. I think that's cool. Cause like, uh, I'm, as you know, um, you know, my wife and I are huge, like Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights fans and which they actually did a saw house, which we went through and it was pretty cool. They had the reverse bear trap and everything. Um, And it's the same thing. There's Facebook groups that I'm a part of that and like discord servers and all this other stuff of, of just die hard fans. And it's, 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 that's what they're, they're doing the same exact thing what are going to be the new houses of this year? They're people making up their own houses. And sometimes you see, like I made my own, like, like last year um, at Halloween, they had a, an event where you, uh, this was on part of, part of the, one of the Halloween horror nights discords. They sent a, a blank map of universal to people. And they're like, Hey, make up your 10 houses and your five scare zones. So like I made one too. Like everyone made their own. It was just so so much fun to see what people awesome. came up with and and all this stuff. So when it makes you realize, like a lot of the fans could very well be working in the industry if they just lived in Hollywood and had the same connections as other people, you know? Because it's like if they're at the right place at the right yeah, time. There's and, really yeah. creative people out there, man. And like yeah. I wasn't on there like. Like we didn't get that the internet in my house until after I graduated high school, dude. My oh, parents, sure, yeah. yeah, my parents just were very like not a, with the internet. So yeah. I, I would get on House of Juice at school. 
that's amazing and i'm like watching how how can we kill people exactly or like my teacher's like what are you watching i'm like oh i'm watching the the troy chain trap from saw three don't mind me and um like that kind of stuff like i was very much that kid that got sent to the office for horror movie (laughs) stuff and they're just like well at least he's not like talking about like really killing people it's just movie shit yeah you know and um so yeah saw is like that that's i have it written here really big the legacy of saw and it's just like saw is such a part of the fabric of horror and, and just a, a part of just cultural not even just americana just the cultural zeitgeist right yeah. like if you go somewhere and go i want to play a game people know what you're talking about yeah just as much as freddy krueger just as much as going Yep. He is part of the experience of being alive here and now, like for yeah. sure. And um, I'm pretty sure even like Saw will end up, if it's not already there, it's going to be like in like the library of important movies, you know, that like oh, sure. when when aliens find the remains of society, they're going to find Saw. <laughs> they're going to watch, um, they're going to be like, these people oh, are fuck, fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> they like to put people's wiener in a vice and poke it with yeah. a stick. Yeah, so, right, yeah. Um, so it's a huge legacy and it's yeah. like, and it's such an important part of the history of horror because that was just a whole that was a thing for a while was these ultra violent ultra gory kind of slasher movies right mm-hmm. and then we got everyone got tired of them because yeah. we because tur- we turned I mean, one out once a year and um they basically like so they kill jigsaw in part three because he has cancer mm-hmm. and um you know what are you gonna do he's gonna die eventually and um, so they, they kind of, in my opinion, painted themselves into a corner very early on in a franchise because every subsequent film has to be like, okay, well, how do we do a sequel that moves forward in time yet still has the shadow of John Kramer yeah. hanging over it? And the way they did that was basically by doing more and more convoluted flashbacks mm. showing how he's somehow involved in shit, which is like so dumb. Uh, but that's the whole series. And it, it's, it's really big. Uh, for a lot of people, a lot of people, it's a big part of their their youth. Uh, for me, these came out every Halloween. It was even part of their marketing. It said, "If it's Halloween, it must be Saw," which is kind of <laughs> dumb. But hey, that's oh. their te- I mean, it's fun, but it's kind of yeah. like a. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but uh, my my uh, brother and I, Ethan, would go see these movies every Halloween, and yeah. you you know the Twisted Pictures logo, right? It's like yep. every time that thing popped up, we would fist bump before the movie started in in the hopes that maybe this would be the sequel oh that's as god. good as saw one. Oh my god and t- I love to, it. it never was yeah well, you know and I, I, rarely I, is i, I always wonder sequels i always wonder how he would feel about like the new ones but i think he'd feel the same as us he'd be like 100 eh. percent. but for this one man i thought it would be fun if instead of doing the ghost corner if we do jigsaw's trap corner Ooh. and i have okay. three questions for you Ooh, for me, that okay. i will that i will also answer and they're and they're like very generic questions because i want to like get off too far into the weeds okay um hold on where did i put these i'm sorry <laughs> okay so kevin what yep. is your opinion in the whole series of everything you've seen so far what do you think is the gnarliest saw trap Ooh. um like the, the the most squirm in your chair for your money, fuck, the most fuck that trap. And I can only pick one. You could do but you I, could do runners up, man. Why not? <laughs> um, I think 
I would hate to be in the position of the guy in the first movie with the candle covered in fucking flammable jelly. Because that's just like, well, first off, burning to death sounds terrible. Not only is that going to happen to you, but you're walking on glass. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, would it be the, the, the second movie is the one where, uh, is the, oh, wait, hold on. Is the second one where where they where they're watching it happen and it it already happened or is yeah. that three? That's two, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would want to be thrown into a pit of used needles. That sounds terrible too. I think that's pretty much universally the the gnarliest one for a lot of people because right? everyone it's has that fear like of needles so and they're used dirty and then you That's find what out it is. Yeah. and you find out later that jigsaw's wife owned like a like a rehab clinic yeah. are, are those used from there uh, probably pretty gross so i would say those two would stick out in my mind okay uh for me i'm i got three okay uh, I'm gonna say the the twist trap, the crucifix trap from Saw Three, mm-hmm. where um, the dude that killed the guy's son on accident is in like a basically a twisting device that slowly twi- twists uh, each limb in a complete 360, starting with mm-hmm. his legs, arms, and then his head, because mm-hmm. that's just very painful. And they and that's one where they just show like the gears turning, yeah. the bone snapping, the yeah. guy screaming with spit coming out of it. It's just really gross. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty awful. Um, yeah. I am with you with the uh, pit of needles. Yep. Because that's just a universally disgusting thing. Yes. Um, have you seen any of the traps from Spiral yet? No. Okay, so the, the opening trap, this doesn't spoil the plot at all for everyone at mm-hmm. home because they posted it on YouTube. It calls back to the, the bear trap and saw one. Okay. So uh, this detective, he's, he's like an off-duty detective. He's walking around at like a... a a fair like a like a fairground on fourth of july mm-hmm. and he sees like this hooded guy mug a lady and he follows the hooded guy down into a sewer down into the subway system okay and he sees like a chair uh with a mannequin that's dressed just like him and he goes up to it and then he gets like knocked out and okay. this guy wakes up on like you know those like those painting ladders that are like they kind of yeah. go to like your waist height and they're just tall enough for you to stand yeah. on mm-hmm. he wakes up on one of those set up on subway tracks Okay. and um uh he's his hands are bound behind his back in like barbed wire or razor wire and uh there's this, there's this kind of device hanging from the beams of the of the subway tunnel by these two chains mm-hmm. and it's it's basically just a steel vice like a vice that you'd twist and it tightens between two pieces of metal and his tongue is in between the two pieces of metal yeah. and there's a spike in between it so it's holding his tongue down to this thing that's held up by chains right uh-huh. so he is stuck and the tv comes on and it's like basically you know you know i want to play a game motherfucker and uh it's like uh you're a cop who, who's lied on the stand a bunch of times uh, so gotcha. now you have to rip your tongue out of your mouth before the the number three train arrives in two minutes <laughs> and it's like you've railroaded people and sent them to jail so today mm-hmm. you're the one who's going to get railroaded right gotcha. and um that one's gnarly just because i can kind of imagine what that might be like to rip your tongue out of your throat <laughs> it's when when they when they show it it's like it takes not only the tongue but like the base of the tongue with it Uh, and it's he wasn't gonna live that one's just to punish police yeah Um, yeah that that's a pretty gross one 
I probably just would have waited for the train to come by. <laughs> I mean, he, he pretty much does. He, that guy jumps right before the train hits him. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Poor train conductor. <laughs> right. They show him, too. He's drinking coffee, having a, himself a, like, good, oh a good God. old day. And then, yeah, oh, fuck. Okay, so, um, so let's follow that with what do you think is the most absurd or the dumbest trap in the whole series? Um, I thought the I forget which movie it was it was one of the more recent ones I thought but it was the one where the it was a group of people and they were all getting sucked into the the, the blades Oh, like yeah. the, like they have the chains around their neck. Yeah, it was like, like yeah. If you prick your finger on the blade, it'll let you go. Yeah, How like does it know? Is that, that motion censored? <laughs> that one was just kind of dumb for me. I was just okay. like, this is just, I don't know. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, for me, it would be any of just the really bigger ones that are like game show props. Oh sure. They really do feel like that at a certain point where it's like um there's a guy laying in a tank and there's pigs being dropped into a blender and it's filling up and he's getting he's going to drown. <laughs> like or you know that kind of shit where it's just like like the trap fills up like there's literally a trap in Saw 6 where it's like a video game where this girl has to crawl through a tunnel and then um there's like heaters that go off intermittently and shoot fire so she has to like wait her turn to run at the right time <laughs> oh i remember that yeah just yeah. like a video game yeah and it just becomes so dumb and it's like how could one guy with cancer no matter how many like police detectives he recruits how could he uh orchestrate all this it's absurd he's a genius man he's so brilliant so <laughs> yeah and honestly that's why i think they felt the need to break away with the new one is because it's like how do we yeah. even so yeah, that's my vote for the the dumbest okay. one. All right, or it's just any of them, but it gets so. Um, but then the final one, we kind of answered this, but I maybe it's like funny here if you have anything else as like a runner up. But what do you feel is the most iconic traps, like top three of the whole series? Okay, number one is the reverse bear trap. It yeah, has to be. Chance it has to be. Um, this, it's it's the one that that everyone always remembers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know. I'm, I think I'm going to go back to the. I'm going to go back to the, the pit of needles because that's oh, yeah. one that I always remember too. Yeah. Um, you know another one that that always sticks out in my mind. It's actually from the same movie. Is where um she the one girl has to reach. Was it? Oh yeah. Name? No, it's uh, I think her name's like Addison. It's where she has to reach up through that a box with the, the two cookies. Yeah, and like she can't. Oh, you know what's awesome too? It's it's such a shame that they don't give you any of this in the movie. But that trap was for the guy who gets it shot in the head through the peephole. Yeah, because um, he's yeah. like an embezzler. So like, yeah, like the key was right there, and she yeah. could open it, but she didn't take her time to do it. And it just yeah, yeah the idea of bleeding to death slowly like that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Oof. So okay. I guess those I, those are the three that always like yeah. I, I always remember like more than any of the other ones for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean mine are all stuff we kind of said too. So it's like obviously number one is the bear trap because yeah, because of course. And then the number two is from the same movie. It's the two dudes in the bathroom. 
It's classic, oh, man. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, true. I mean, and like that's not like the main, like the main image people think of is totally that bear trap. But yeah. for me, it's just like that main situation is really scary of just waking up and being like, I have six hours to just stew on this situation because, like, unlike most of the traps, which are like you have like thirty seconds to do this, that's a trap that is like they have six hours. You know, it's weird. Like, I like don't think of that as a trap i don't know i yeah. mean it totally is but, but it's because it totally it's so long for yeah i think that's like, why because like yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, yeah it totally is it's weird yeah because like in the later sequels it became a person moving from room to room to room and each room yes. was a different trap with like right. different people locked in it and so like that's the structure that they kind of follow and a lot mm-hmm. of people are even mad that spiral doesn't follow that structure mm-hmm. but um saw one doesn't have that structure it intercuts right. between a, de- a detective story a mystery right. and the story of these two guys in the room and you only get really the backstory of of jigsaw and you only see the traps and like flashbacks right you don't dwell on them like you do in the sequels it's much right. more like seven where like the cops show up at a crime scene which i think is way more haunting it's like in resident evil you find like i was saying you find all these notes from people that are dead and you know they're the zombies that you're killing but they're right. they, they were alive at some point and they're leaving notes like i left this key because i'm so desperate i think someone's gonna find me and oh my god my daughter's right. i never got you know and it just fills out the world yeah. and so like i think they kind of lost sight of that and they're like we're just gonna torture people yeah sure yeah so for me the most memorable stuff in the saw series is the stuff that kind of makes you think about their predicament and what we yeah. what, what would you do like the whole yeah. thing with with the needle pit right it's, everyone yeah. can imagine that so Oof. yeah that's my answer so nice yeah that wraps it up for jigsaw's house <laughs> of torture house of traps jigsaw's <laughs> trap corner whatever the fuck but it's cool <laughs> we're mixing yeah we're mixing it up a little bit love it love it so all right i mean i think we've fixed all right i should say i hope everyone has enjoyed nate talking about saw yeah if i was gonna ever, say this is gonna be a long one dude if, if we ever if we ever do an episode on like it's not a horror movie but like lord of the rings i'll talk everybody's head off yeah that'll that, be but. your episode man <laughs> this one nightmare on elm street and like jason are gonna be me which is nice though because i know all the, the the trivia but at the same time i like i had to definitely stop myself and be like what about you kev because yeah. I was like, dude, I keep I get carried away with this stuff. I get so excited. So yeah, sorry oh, I if I it. if I if I got a little crazy. Oh, love it. So, well, I guess we're we only we're only talking about the. Are you ready to rate it, Nate? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. So I mean, we're only talking about the first film here. So, yeah, I saw one. So I'll start because we'll we'll leave your your rating. I'm gonna say because uh, you're the expert. Uh, I. I love the first Saw movie, at least a lot of the first Saw movie. There are totally things, and I said them, you know, while we were talking about it, like, I don't give a shit about the wife and the daughter and that whole storyline with with Zep. Zep was somewhat interesting, but, like, them, like, the two of them, I was just like, oh, my God, like, I don't care. Stop going back to, bring me back to the bathroom. Um. It, this is just one of those movies that is just so iconic and so many people know about it. And, and I mean, a lot of people love it, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't find many people are like, Ooh, it's like, like, I mean, maybe like the, the overly squeamish people sometimes will be like, Oh no, I don't like that kind of stuff, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Oh, and I also, I have this on DVD 
and the case for it is amazing uh at least the case that i had i don't know if i had a special edition or something but it had liquid blood liquid blood with razor blades or whatever what's what's yours look like now man because mine the the blood's gone it's like just water now i i'll have to dig it's in storage i know i have it i'll 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 I think it's mostly gone too. <laughs> That's the one I had too, man. They actually yeah. re- they re-released that version. It's I think it's the unrated one with like a, just a normal DVD case because I bet they're like these, these things a pain in the ass to make. <laughs> Probably the first like cost them more. Yeah, like and they the first few Saw movies had amazing DVDs. Like they they would always do a normal version, and then they do like a director's cut with like two yeah. discs, and then like after four they kind of stopped giving a shit because Blu-ray came out at that point. Sure. Um, but yeah, they, they had awesome, awesome DVDs. And I, I remember that too. It gives you another reason to go buy it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Back in the day when I actually bought movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, when streaming didn't take over and, and yeah. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, I give Saw, the original Saw, I'm going to give it a solid 7.9 jigsaws. Which in my book is a pretty good rating. Yeah, that's good, man. That's like a C plus <laughs> plus. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm in line with you. It's a good movie, but it's flawed for sure. Yeah. Um, I was so stoked about Saw that my first tattoo is a jigsaw piece on my on my back. Yep. And um, it it did not heal correctly, so it looks more like a deformed amoeba. <laughs> but uh, it's like, um, I, dude, I'm I was such a big fan of Saw in high school. I would get like so excited the night before a new Saw movie came out. Oh yeah. But then as they went on, I just kind of got bored with them and everything. But this first movie is so classic, dude, mm-hmm. and just it, yeah, it's a very special place in my yeah. heart, man. Yeah. So I'm with you, man. I give it an eight out of ten. It's fucking nice. awesome. It's like so rewatchable. Even if I'm not really like paying attention, I might just put it on and have it on in the background. It's just like sure. one of my favorite movies of all time. Sure. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's Saw, everyone. Thanks for listening to this extra long episode. (laughs) I know. I didn't think it was going to go that long. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, my fucking voice hurts, bro. (laughs) But I don't really have much in the way of news other than I played Resident Evil Village. I beat it all. It was amazing. I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, And then Castlevania season four came out, and that was also amazing. But that is it. Yeah, we we just watched uh, The Last Blockbuster. Yeah. So, so, you know, speaking of like buying movie or, you know, renting in this case, renting movies, um, it was a really interesting documentary. And I think I've, you know, anyone who is our age or older, Mm -hmm. go check it out because I, I really do miss going to a rental place and, and renting a movie. Um, I know like the convenience of Netflix and all that crap is, you know, it's good, but just going into a place where you can go and rent a movie and and buy some candy and pop or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just awesome. And I feel like they're going to start coming back. I really do. I have a feeling like maybe not like in the sense of blockbusters coming back, but I think there will be more like boutique video rental places that are going to start popping up now. At least I hope so. I I hope so. Well, it seems now that VHS is kind of becoming, um, you know, like uh, it's that thing like vinyl was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Where like, you know, like 10 years ago, if you said you listen to vinyl, people are like, you're a hipster. But now everyone has a record player again. Yeah. Well, everything, you know, I feel like everything is cyclical, man. Like, 
Like we went through the phase, it went away. It's gonna come back. That sucks about in VH- some form. In some form. It sucks about VHS though is that eventually the tapes will all fade into to static. So it's kind of crazy to think. Yeah, about, it's actually. sad, man. It, and it's funny when people, because I'm part of so many groups that are like, you know, collectors, and they're like, oh, I buy brand new tapes and never open them. And it's like, dude, it's just you're gonna eventually this is going to be static you might as well watch it Um, unless you're really trying to make money off of them but like i just bought blair witch one and two and i had them for like two weeks sealed and then i was like Mm. dude fuck this and i opened them and i watched it and blair witch one i think had a little mold on it bro really i opened that shit and cleaned it off myself (laughs) or i mean it's possible it could have just been dust that got in there but but i was still like fuck but um yeah i'm so ocd about all the mold stuff now that someone turned me on to the fact that tapes tapes mold and that's another thing too man records don't mold so records will truly last kind of forever as long as you take care as long as you take care of them yeah um and dvds they're they don't they don't decay blu-ray doesn't decay that stuff will be around forever but tapes definitely will not and that's Mm. to me that kind of adds or am I wrong? Because they're plastic, they'll I, decay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that... Um, slower than... VHS. Yeah, I don't know the time, but I'm pretty sure like CDs and stuff, they do eventually oh. lose their data. Well, there you go. And same thing with like pretty floppy sure. disks. I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. You like program something on there like magnetically right. or whatever. And it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's like so, the, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so it's cool seeing that stuff come back because... It is. I remember being a kid at Hollywood video and, and being able to buy four VHSs for $10. Yeah. And it's, it's just really hilarious seeing that there's a whole like booming enterprise of VHS collectors and sellers on the internet. Yeah. And like, you know, psycho Gorman was released on VHS. And Mandy. And... Yeah. Like they're brothers. So it's coming back slowly, but surely it's coming back. Which Dude, is cool. That's awesome. You guys watch that though, man. Someone yeah. at work recommended it to me and I was like, it's like perfect timing with me starting to, you know, go balls deep on VHS. Yeah, right. So, all right, there you have it. Saw people. Woo! <laughs> I a lozenge after that shit. <laughs> if you have made it this far, thank you. Don't forget, you can check out all of our films at intothevoidfilms.net. Give us a like, comment, share us with your favorite people. Thank you all. This has been Those Who Remain. Thank you.